0: Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change. The podcast will discuss how to apply faith principles to real life situations. Today I want to take on a topic that many times is talked about more from a clinical point of view, but I'm going to give you a a more down-home definition, if you will, and that's the topic of codependency. And I believe codependency is driven by when you need someone else to respond in a certain way. Which is interesting because that talks more about me at that point than it does the other person. And it really brings it home to the idea of I need someone to respond. Why would I need someone to respond? And the answer is actually fairly simple. It's just insecurity if you want a a simple one-word answer. I'm not secure in who I am. I don't feel significant. I don't feel purposeful. I, I have different things going on inside of me. And the real truth is that then I need that other person to respond to me in a way that makes me feel better about me. Now, a lot of times when we're talking about codependency, people are talking about, I'm going to call them mercy people, high compassion people. And because their compassion is very high, then, then they love other people at an extremely high level. And because they love people so much, then, then they just can't help themselves and they're continually reaching out and doing things. And that actually is the more classic idea of codependency. But I believe the exact same thing is true there. Let's redefine love for just a moment. What really is love? Is love that there's a general good feeling in the room? Is love that there's some emotional good stuff going on? I believe the best definition for love is that I'm treating you in a way that's going to be positive for you, that's going to bring growth, that's going to bring health, that's going to bring life. So I can have good feeling toward you and I can try to create good feeling in the atmosphere and not really be a godly influence, not really be loving you according to that definition. So I'm back to that person who's more of a compassion person and they basically want to keep the waters smooth. They want to keep things in a place where Feathers aren't being ruffled. Maybe the anger isn't firing up. Or in some cases, if it's really sick, the abuse isn't going to be triggered. So they're coming and they're being very careful to create an atmosphere. They're being very careful to create a sense or a mood. And if you think about that, more of that actually reflects back to self than you might think. They look like they're very loving, they look like they're very caring because of what they're pouring out towards the other person. But many times, especially in abusive situations, many times it's a very carefully calculated, crafted movement of, I don't want to step in the wrong direction because if I step in the wrong direction, I'm going to stir up an anger and there's going to be an abuse coming back towards me. Think about that. If you're understanding what I'm talking about, think about how much of that actually comes back to self and a preservation of self and almost a fear of, of the other person. All of a sudden we begin to see that my definition that I laid out about I need the other person to respond in a certain way, it really even applies to the whole classical image. And I need that. In, the, in what I was just talking about. I need that because I wanna feel safe. Or I need that because I want to know that the other person feels loved by me. If I'm a compassion person, that's a great need. I, I need the other person to know that I love them. That's how I feel good about me. I feel good about me when I'm really able to get stuff across to other people and I see them respond wow, now I'm, I'm starting to feel better. And a lot of times with compassion people, we think, oh, they're just so sweet and loving and caring, and we don't necessarily understand this need side. The truth is that need side is there so much more of the time than we realize, and it does go back to, as I said in my opening comments, it goes back to my insecurity. So how do I come out of the codependency zone? And the codependency zone actually comes back to me paying more attention to me and paying attention to what I'm giving out and separating that away from the response of the other person. As long as I stay really connected to the response of the other person, and that's my focus, and I'm taking ownership of that, and I'm crafting my skills and I'm working my manipulation and I'm being extremely compassionate and caring and watching my words and the phrasing of my words, do you hear how much energy is being put into everything that I just said? All of that still has its eyes on the response of the other person. And when that's where I'm at, I'm headed in an unhealthy, codependent direction. So when I can step back from that, and I can begin to understand that that other person is going to respond however they respond according to that person's character, that's a first step towards me going to a healthier place. I don't have the power to control the responses of others. And when I give myself too much power, I'm going to work harder and harder and harder at it, and that's part of the essence of codependency. So I realize I don't have the power to create outcomes in the other person. I only have the power to bring influences. And if it's a good day, that person may respond well to that influence. If it's a bad day, they may respond badly to that influence. They may respond badly, period, whether I'm absent, present, any other way. So instead, I learn to step back. I'm paying attention to me, and I'm saying, is what I'm giving out healthy? When I finally pay attention to that, that's a huge key, but it still doesn't answer it because if I'm coming from a basis of insecurity, that insecurity is going to creep up and it's gonna flow out through what I call the message. It's, it's going to be draped around my words. It's going to be draped around my actions in a way that it's going to help create a response in the other person. There's going to be an influence there. In the end, the only way I know to really work on codependency is to have quality relationships because my insecurity cannot be fixed by me being a better person, by me having better outcomes. It can only be fixed when people begin to sow into me and speak into my life and I begin to rest in who I am. I'm loved for who I am. I'm accepted for who I am. I'm challenged to grow in the way God wants me to grow because none of us really can feel good about a mediocre performance. So we need to be challenged to grow. We also need another thing that I'm really big on. We need that partnership with God. When we're really doing it the right way, there's a connection with God. There's an energizing from God. When we're walking in that connection and that energizing, we understand that there's something special about it and we just feel better about why. So the two different things here that are really keys, number one, I need people sewing into my life ministering to that insecurity, building me up, bringing me to a peace. Number two, I learned to connect with God in a way that there's just a supercharging and energizing There's a flow that comes out of me that I know that's not just me, it's more than me, it's God in me, it's God through me. When those two pieces begin to be a regular part of who we are and what we're doing, that codependency will back down and down and down to a healthy place. It's hard to get it to where it's completely gone. I know I've spent many years working on it and I I still have that peace and I still have that need to get other people to respond. But I work on healthy relationships. I work on backing it to that place where I'm staying in Christ. And when those two things are in place and I'm not pressing outside of those boundaries, I find that there's a message of love goes out and that message of love can be powerful. I hope this has been helpful, that you can take some of this, apply it to your own life, and step into a place of making a difference in other people's lives without letting it control you in a way that it dominates you and takes you to an unhealthy place. We all need to learn to love the way God wants us to love.